potato and some crushed vicodin. Nobody can stop me. Welcome to the Potato Week podcast with your host, Dan Fleming and Tom Crossman. Thanks, TJ. Thanks, TJ. Off without a hitch. As usual. Yeah. <laughs> we are so technically proficient. Uh, it's so amazing. Um, but it did just remind me I needed to add another movie that I had watched this week. Okay. I, I fell asleep watching Return of the King okay. on three separate nights. But over those three nights, so I managed counts. to watch the full movie once. Gotcha. So I'm counting that shit. Um, now I just have to put, put it on. Um... So, the rumble you hear in the background is the is the furnace. That should be done any minute now, and then, and then it should be rumble-free the rest of the time. Uh, Some of us kind of like the rumble. It's soothing. <clears throat> Especially when I'm down here and I'm just reading something, and there's, uh, there's nothing on, and then it shuts off, and it's, like, super quiet. So I then have to turn something on and make noise, like a fan or something. Do you sleep with a fan? I, I, I Yes. I find I have... Uh, I don't, but Andrea does, which means I do as well. But uh, in your single life, you did not. Nope. Almost See, during the summer, I did because I didn't. You know, I didn't. You wanna, I didn't. I had fan. one AC player, but yeah, I literally put it like six inches from my face to keep cool. But it wasn't the sound; it was the fan. Um, that's weird because I mentioned uh, once in front of a class of sixth graders that. I sleep with a fan on, and they all looked at me like I had two heads. I didn't think it was that unusual. I don't think it is either. I just never did it. I wonder if it's just a, is it a generational thing then? Do the younger generation not know the joys of sleeping with a fan? Probably not. <laughs> that would be a good uh, thing to just splice out. Yeah. <laughs> the younger generation just doesn't understand how awesome it is to sleep with a fan. Uh, to sleep with a fan on. Because um, I've done it since... I was a kid. I mean, because we never, it was always hotter than the sun Mm -hmm. uh, in my bedroom growing up. And we didn't have, we didn't, it wasn't, well, I mean, it sounds like we're we're talking about the 50s here, but it wasn't common to have air conditioning in like every room in your house. I never had an air conditioner growing up until until like senior year, probably. Yeah. my mom my, put one upstairs. My parents didn't get an, an air conditioner until I had been moved out for a while. They held out for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the first air conditioning I had was I bought an air conditioner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've always slept with a fan to the point that I can't fall asleep in total silence. Yeah. And I didn't have one through much of my 20s because I lived on Hudson Street in Bangor, and I just figured that would be a way for the junkies to get in. True. Yeah. True. I, I always... Regardless of the time of year, my windows were fucking locked on the first floor. Pretty easy to push in a air conditioner. An air conditioner. Yep. <clears throat> I think we eventually might have gotten one on the second floor, but I'm having yeah. a hard time thinking. Or at least just a fan, a window fan, but yeah. Long story short, I sleep with a fan on. Yeah. Uh, so we started started this thing. We decided last week that we should uh, start 
at least picking a movie that we both watch during the week, so we're not talking about seven different movies that neither of that neither of us <laughs> both saw. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I do like a triple negative there somehow. It um, Then uh, and we decided on Wade in the Water. And then, as you just pointed out, I didn't even re- really realize it. We also, since the last uh, yeah. like we recording, said, I watched it that night that after night. getting home. We both well, both both watched the lie. Yeah. Uh, so, well, both on Amazon. One Amazon original. The other was not an original. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Wade and Water wasn't. I don't think so. Just both starring on... absolute criminal geniuses, though. Oh my God! Yeah, that was the <laughs> that was the theme of the week. Is just. Uh, I texted Dan, like, not even halfway through the lie and said, these people are just terrible at criming. Yeah. Um, and that summed up that entire movie. Yeah. And a lot of this one, although, like we said before we started, Wade in the Water is not at all what you think. Well, no. It is exactly what you think it is from the trailer. But then again, it is not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, where do you want to I mean, start? yeah, from the trailer of Wade in the Water, it's uh, it's about a sad sack guy making a friend. Sad sack is uh, a really nice way to put the it. The saddest sack. The saddest um, of sacks. Uh, I, I wrote, I wrote I, down at one point, uh, is the therapist the only good person in this movie? I would like to think the dude who runs the burger stand is also a decent human being. Yeah. We get, we get no real proof of that other than after having... Uh, we're gonna call him Wade, because um, ju- that's just what we feel better doing. Um, hey, I'm putting this on the on the director for not naming naming him. His fucking name is Wade from now on. Yeah, because in the it, he's never named, and in the credits he's just listed as our man. Yeah. Uh, so Dan and I have both agreed his name is Wade. Yeah. Um, early in the movie, he has. Uh, I mean, it's it's obvious he's got anger issues from the get go. Yeah. Uh, when he's screaming on the phones. Sw- Great postage stamp scream matching. I mean, screaming at a postal service. Not that you should scream at postal service employees. Correct. But if you have, if you go to the postal service service and you can't buy one fucking stamp, I get why you'd be angry. Because who uses stamps anymore? I, I though also buy forever stamps for that very reason. Because yeah, I, I didn't know you. I'll, I'll plead ignorance here. I didn't know there was still a difference. Yeah. I thought every stamp was a forever stamp. Yeah. That's not the case? That is not the case. Some of them are the exact post. I didn't realize forever stamps were more expensive. I didn't... I I thought if you just bought a roll, like, ten of them at once, it's like, hey, good on you for buying ten at once. Um, I thought it was just... When you bought a stamp, it was a forever stamp, and that's how much it costs. I mean, I although... I'm also of the time where back... Back when you had to use stamps more often to mail in bills before you could do them online, uh, I would go to the post office in Bangor. It was always very crowded in there because there's one post office for an entire fucking city. Oh yeah, and it's busy almost all the time. But they had a stamp dispenser, like like vending machine at the front, and you put in your dollar. And at that time, time stamps were like thirty cents or something. So you'd put in your dollar and you'd get three thirty cent stamps. And like two five cent stamps. Oh yeah, right. And I remember always exact having change. to always having to fucking set those aside. And then like once every six months, <laughs> like I would, six of them on something. Yeah, <laughs> I would mail out my light bill with like fucking seven stamps on it. Enjoy and your if, stamps. And, yeah, and if the price of stamps went up during that time, then it's like oh now I have instead of two five cents, I've got two three cents and a two and a one cent stamp or some bullshit like that. Um. 
Makes me wonder how much money they the, the Postal Service used to waste with stuff like two-cent stamps. Well, it reminds me of, like, the... I mean, and it's true. It costs more to make a penny than a penny is worth. Yeah. Like, when you figure out everything it takes mm-hmm. to create one penny, it's more than a yeah, penny. Yeah, something like 1.05 cents yeah. or something. <laughs> now, the Negligible, about, but over, considering how many the U.S. Mint probably makes, it's like, that's, that's fucking stupid. The part <laughs> about, uh, like, a... The, the materials in a penny are worth more than a penny. I don't think that that is true mm-hmm. because a penny is not 100% copper. No, barely any uh, anymore, I would imagine. So Just like nickels don't have nickel right. anymore. Uh, so it maybe used to be true, but that's not true anymore. It's just that the process of making the penny costs more than a penny. Yeah. But anyway, that's, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. It just shows, it, it's a good example of this man's anger issues. Did you get the impression that when do you think this movie takes place? Not super current, but current enough. I thought I was thinking the whole time, given what he did for a living, mm-hmm. his laptop, his TV situation, and I know he's not rich or anything. Yeah. Um, but, like, you couldn't even get that TV now. No. Um, I was thinking, like, mid-2000s. That's what I was thinking until the end. Yeah. Did you notice at the end there was a date on the police station? I did not. The police station said something about, I don't know, Simi Valley Police Station, and the date was 2013, and, you know, through, and then a blank, obviously, because yeah. it's still there. Uh, <clears throat> so, which says it's, at minimum, it's 2013. Yeah. Which I guess... Okay. Yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't seem terribly well off, so yeah, that's probably why he still has an old TV. Yeah. Um, but like, in even in, I would think that, oh, maybe not. But yeah, that, that dude lives the saddest single existence. Oh, yeah. Like, he is drastically overweight, eats nothing but garbage, uh, you know, has a sad sack job. I mean, nowadays it's the perfect job because you can do it from home. Oh my God, yeah. I was like, oh, this job would be awesome. Yeah. Well, except the talking on the phone part. But but then again, it's he's not even, he, he does medical billing, but he's not even doing the bad part of medical billing. Right. He's, he's not the one who's like, where are your fucking, you, you haven't paid your bill, asshole. He's the yeah. one who's like, oh, you put down on one thing that you live on such and such avenue, right. another one you live on such and such street. I'll fix that for you. Which is it? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, he's just updating personal information. Oh, we got a visitor. Oh, thank you, Tilly. Pause for a second while Tilly gives us a Play-Doh gift. All right, we're back. Totally forgot where my stream that I was on. Oh, yeah, but he works at home. Um, yeah. Seems like the type of thing he only ever leaves the house for is to go to this nearby burger stand. Yes. Or to get a fucking stamp. Um, well, no. Oh, he goes to his no, mailbox. He goes to his because, mailbox and to his therapist. Uh well, the therapist thing was great that uh, he couldn't get an appointment with his regular therapist or even any kind of therapist, and he ends up at a child psychologist. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and it's only shown because of, like, the giraffe. Right. The only, well, and also, he yeah. like, when he first goes into the waiting room and you see, the, like, the waiting room kids' toys, it's yeah. like, oh, my God, he could only get a child. And even yeah. when, when he first sits down with her, she's like, dude. Yeah. Well, that, that shit's true, though, because, I mean, yeah. that happened a lot when I worked at the Shaw House, because we would have to get kids for their, for him, too. It's, it seems like it's for his parole, or he's going to go to jail if he doesn't talk to a therapist. Odds are, from his actions, he probably beat the snot out of someone at one point. Yeah, or destroyed something at a store. Yeah, or... um, he's got anger issues. Yeah. Um, and we've had, I've had to do deal with instances like that where they're like, okay, you need to have... 
X amount of therapy sessions before you're, before you, you know, you come back to court or whatnot. And they're like, oh, well, the wait list is five months long. And it's right. like, and he, he says it very plainly. I'm going to fucking jail. Um, that, that's, a, that's a reality of the system. It's, it's funny, though, because he also empathizes with the people that he's yelling at. Because he's well, like, he's, I do the same job, yeah, I get he's it. he's been on the other end of it. Yeah. Um, he is a very empathetic character, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he he cares for his, his little gerbil. Yeah. Um, he, like I said, he doesn't seem to have any friends whatsoever. But... Well, no, because even... Uh, Even if he could make friends, like, or, or even just socialize with... He doesn't even have co-workers to socialize with. Yeah. yeah you know, he, like, he doesn't even have, like, the annoying ones that talk right, to every day. Right, that, that are still, like... Uh, Asking how your fucking weekend was. Yeah, you still socialize with them. Like, I worked with a lot of people that I would never, ever hang out with mm-hmm. for an instant outside of work. But yeah. you still... You have work friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, little or not to uh, say anything bad about my former co-workers no, but some but of them are not going to hang out have with you yeah. you know yeah we all have those um, but I mean especially it's easier to kind of you're, they're trying to make you feel bad for this guy right from the get go yeah understandably so and this is a perfect time kind of for that because everyone has had to go through stretches of loneliness of late where you're just for him getting out to even go to the fucking antique mall. Yeah. What was, that was a big deal for him. And even though he's like, why the fuck are you buying this? This is garbage. Uh, uh, <laughs> the typewriter, we'll yeah. uh, by the way, is if I, I, I can't say whether it's the exact same model, mm-hmm. but I had that typewriter. Yeah. Mine was brown, mm-hmm. same cover, same Smith yeah. Corona. Unless same that everything. thing is in perfect working order though. Overpriced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Andrea um, looked at me, she's like, is that really how much they go for? I'm like, no. They can't. They can't. I'm like, the ones I've seen that, in like fucking like Belfast and, you know, the really, you know, touristy areas of Maine. 50 bucks? 50 to 100, depending exactly how good of condition yeah. they are in. Um, most are usually around 50. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, I that think. one looked like it was in great condition, so I could see it going for 100, but 175? Fuck no. If I could, well, I was just trying to think. If I saw my typewriter somewhere for fifty bucks, would I buy it? I think I probably would. Oh, I would. I wouldn't heartbeat. But I, I probably wouldn't at a hundred. No, I have. It's one of those things that I look at at garage sales and yard sales and antique markets all the damn time, and I've never found one that has. I've yet, I've yet to pull the trigger on. Yeah. Because there's always something like, oh, too many keys are sticking. One of the keys is missing. Um, the carriage doesn't work well. But anyway, we're way ahead of ourselves on that. Yeah. Uh, but what happens is this this gentleman... He, spoilers for Wade yeah, in the Water. Yeah, spoilers for Wade in the Water. Uh, he, he, he gets his mail at the post office, or, you know, which is right across the street from where he bought the stamps, but apparently working worked by the same guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he uh, he gets his mail from at, at yeah. the P.O. box. He has a um, P.O. box. Gets a, a package, a small package that was de- supposed to be delivered to the mailbox below him. Um... And I guess he didn't really notice it until he opened it. Because there's no name on it. There's no name on the package. Yeah. Um, 
And when he opens it, it's a it's a DVD or a CD, and he puts it in his computer, and it's kitty porn. Yeah. Well, a lot of kitty porn <laughs> first he thinks it's regular porn. Yeah. Because it's just like marked like uh, nudes, nudes at the beach and yeah. stuff like that. So he's getting. He's yeah. like, all right, gold mine, yep. and then he opens it. He's and... reaching for that Aveno lotion he keeps on the end of his couch. <laughs> that was a great touch. Yeah. Uh, that was a great it was touch. Funny cause, oh, it was funny, too, because Andrew went, who buys Aveno? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like single dudes do. <laughs> so, yeah, so he thinks uh, he's just hit the jackpot, and uh, he is not. Yeah. Uh, so he takes the, the DVD out and breaks it, which is incredibly hard to do. Uh, and he's well, lucky he didn't cut himself. He seems like he's a strong guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he breaks it. Um, then decides he wants to figure out who it belonged to. So he goes and stakes out the post office, just basically by fucking sitting there all day. Until the guy who he yelled at for selling on the stamp shows up. He's like, you can't leave. Right. I mean, you gotta leave. You can't just sit here all day. Uh, I also wrote down at one point, uh, Wade is the most conspicuous vigilante oh my God. in I, history. I, I made the same <laughs> comment. I'm like, this isn't like some guy where you could be like, well, he's about 5'10", 180 yeah. pounds. It's like, no, that dude weighs 500 fucking pounds. He is obvious wherever he goes. And and it's not just that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, well, we'll get yeah. to it when we get to it. Yeah, so he... Uh, but, like this, but the stakeout is like... Parks right across the fucking street. Yeah, like, come on, man. Again, <laughs> terrible at criming. Um, so he decides he's going to, as he's sitting there arguing with the, with an officer and the guy who runs the post office that he's not going to fucking leave, the guy comes in. Discount Neil McDonough. Discount Neil McDonough comes in. Is that what in, you thought, too? Yes. Okay. Comes in to open his box. Nothing's in it. Because it was probably, you know, the potion's tracking was probably marked as delivered. Yeah, he's uh, waiting for his... his, his... Yeah. Stuff. So uh, he leaves, and then Wade follows him inconspicuously, and then walks up to his fucking mailbox and starts going through it. This is broad daylight, by the way. Yeah. So until the guy's daughter is like walking home, is like, "Hey, you're in our mail," and he just leaves. I'm like, "Okay." Uh, he then decides to do a little bit of sleuthing on this man's name and finds out he is a former preacher or pastor, who who diddled the kid. So what's he then do? He decides to go tell the guy who was the dad of the kid that was diddled. Oh, by the way, this guy's still getting kitty porn, and the guy's rightfully pissed at him. Says, right. leave my fucking family alone. Um, he won't let it go, so he continues staking him out. Um, and then just a... He goes and buys a gun. It, it did... Uh, I like <laughs> that the movie... Kind of shows the absurdity of our gun culture. Yeah, like the the guy selling the gun. It was it it, it was funny. The guy selling the gun knows from the get go that this guy is buying it for a not great reason. Yeah, but he's been doing this so long. He's like, I don't even fucking care. Yeah, like, but still. In, in most movies, when a character goes and buys a gun, he goes and buys a gun. This yeah. one's like, okay, well, you've got the California safety certificate, right? Nope. He's, so he makes him go and take that and bring the certificate back the next day. And he's like, since you passed that test, you know about the 10-day waiting. Fuck. 
So he's waiting ten fucking days, and he's like, "Okay, might as well clean my apartment yeah, and buy and, some and buy some vegetables." And then there's a fucking Rocky style training montage, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where he does some sit ups, he goes jogging, yeah. Uh, he's trying to better himself before you know he puts that gun to use. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like or, Batman you know? orders the fucking goes and buys his, his stocking cap and cuts holes in it. Uh, buys the hairnet, which was a great touch. It was. Because Andrea's like, why is he buying a hairnet? I'm like, net. I'm like, so he doesn't leave hair at the crime scene of whatever he's about to fucking do. And she's like, but he's still like 500 pounds. And like, he yep. still goes into their house without wearing gloves or and anything. And touches fucking and touches everything. everything. <laughs> but yeah, he then goes with his gun, because he's been staking them out for like a week and he knows their schedules. Um, and mind you, we're only like 35 minutes into yeah. this. Yeah. I, when you watch the trailer. Yeah. See, I still thought this was a trial run yeah. at this point. Because, and it was in your one line review that we'll get to later. <laughs> the the interesting thing about this movie is the way it's structured. I, I, have, I have honestly forgotten what my one line review was, so I'm, I'm going to have to go look now. Wasn't yep. It, wasn't it yesterday? Yep. For Christ's sake, like, man. I know. <laughs> yeah. But it is very much structured that way. Yes. From uh, that point on. Yeah. Uh, it's it's almost it's almost two separate movies. Yeah. Uh, in That's a, after Act One is over. There's a shift. Yeah. It's kind of a two act play. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the first act ends with him wandering into this pastor's home. And shooting him in the face, yeah, it, like well, he, five times. He waits, you know, like like you said, he he has the schedule of the the wife and the daughter down, so he knows that they're gone for the night. Knows where their hide key rock is because he's picked he it up in, again in broad fucking daylight. Yes, yeah, uh, and he knows where uh, that the daughter and the wife are, are out for a while, mm-hmm. and he goes in and shoots the fucking guy in the face, and then goes to the backyard and sits down for a bit. Well, I think he had, he mm. thought he was going to kill himself. Yeah, he, and changed his mind. And then changed his mind. And then, probably the best crime thing he did was he waited to, to get back to his car to puke. Yes. So I he didn't he leave gonna, his vomit at the crime I thought scene. he was going to puke right there at the table, because he just kind of sits down on their patio furniture and thinks about shooting himself. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, at this point, if he had just left well enough alone, he would have gotten away with everything. I mean, not that he didn't get away with it. I don't want to really get into that yet, but... He, he this is funny, because I'm like, why is he going back to the fucking crime scene? You always go back, you always get caught if you go back to the fucking crime scene. And Andrew right. just looked at me like, how do you know these things? And I'm like, because I've watched movies. Detective you know? movies. Like, <laughs> detective movies, they always take pictures of who's <clears throat> gathering around the fucking crime scene. Because yeah. almost always the people will go back. And lo and behold, this guy drives back to the fucking crime scene a couple times. And once again gets spot, spotted by the daughter. Who has already seen him trying to steal their mail. And yep. again, all of this is in broad daylight. Yeah. And also, if he had just been a regular looking dude, she might not have put two and two together. But, Maybe. But he's parked in it, again, across the across the street from their house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's a type of car, it's not a, it's like a fucking Toyota or something. His like, car? Yeah. Was a Buick Century. Buick Century. I can only imagine how that looks like with him, like with him sitting in it, though. Sure, I'm sure it's noticeable. Like, because why is that car barely off the ground? Because um, those aren't high off the ground anyway. So right. I imagine that's he hits a speed bump in that development. He's probably bottoming out. Right. Um, 
But that, then she goes and leaves him a note. Yeah, from that point on, your your one-line review uh, paraphrasing is that this is the, you said it's the weirdest romantic comedy I've ever seen or something it, like that. It hits all the notes at, from that yes, point on. from that point on, it is structured. There's a meat cute. Uh, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. yeah, there is. The meat cute is at a murder scene. You well, know. I mean, I guess the meat cute would be the notes. Uh, you know, he was just he was uh, rifling through her mail to find out what yeah. her father's name was so he could murder him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's that. They have the there's a building of the relationship. There is uh, quote a, unquote a, dates. Yeah, and then there is a, uh, a conflict of some sort, mm-hmm. and then there's a resolution to that conflict. It is exactly the structure. Of a romantic yeah. comedy. I was originally going to put if Nora Ephron had direct, directed Apt Pupil. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I didn't think enough people would get that. On Letterboxd, probably. They probably on Letterboxd, yes. Um, yeah, and their relationship is pretty genuine and interesting because she, again, knows right away he killed her father. Knows. Yeah. Um, well, because see, and this is what points... She figured it out not by being some sleuthy detective, but because it's obvious. Yeah. And this, uh, not in as much as the lie, but this requires kind of everyone else in the movie to be just catastrophically stupid. But here's the thing, too. They kind of explain this away. The cops don't give a fuck about catching the murderer of a child molester, which... I get that. Yeah. Uh, It explained it away enough. It did okay, and I. It it does, and but on the other hand, like I, I felt like that line was like, well, that doesn't make up for it. Yeah, because especially when she talked about how so many people went to her dad's funeral. Yeah, he's a, a quote unquote well respected church pastor. You think there would have been at least a little more pressure put on the cops to find the killer? Exactly. That's what I think it bothered me was kind of the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. It's like. Uh, and it also goes along with, with the revelation that she never knew mm-hmm. until after he died. And I'm like, motherfucker, Wade went home and Googled it yeah. and got these front page articles yeah. of her father with big picture of his face saying, calling him yeah. a, a molester and uh, a child molester. And it, I don't know why I had to make that distinction. Not just a regular molester. Yeah. Child. Uh, not a molester of adults. <laughs> um... So, like, she's the only one that figured out that he, that Wade killed her father. But on the other hand, she didn't figure out. Yeah. She didn't know that her father was a child molester. Like, it was in the news. Yeah, but I mean, we don't know. I mean, when we meet the kid that he had molested, it's probably been about 10 years. It had been exactly. Well, not exactly. But I think they said it had been. Because at some point he says 10 years ago. And she's probably, like. She's 20. 20, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. I say that. I don't know exactly. She She's like a yeah. year and a half out of high school. It seems like, like she would have found out by this point. Right. But I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. because Some some yeah. mean girl at school. Yeah. Wouldn't you think at some point would be like, yeah, at least my dad doesn't Yeah, because she boys. seems like an outcast. The yes. fact that she's hanging out with Wade tells well, me she's an outcast. Once again, that that's another romantic comedy trope. Yep. Is the two outcasts that... Yep. Get together. I did. Uh, we talked about the trope of there being, uh, uh, you know, some sort of uh, conflict. I knew when they went to the beach. I was like, oh man, 
man, don't let it be this. And oh, I yeah. didn't. Yeah, as soon as he started leaning in, I'm like, no, I no, don't, don't kiss her. Don't I, try to kiss her. Don't I know there her. needs to be, and, and I kind of said this in my head. I was like, I know there needs to be conflict, but it shouldn't be this. Yeah. Because this kind of, that felt forced to me. They could have found, <laughs> look, the man murdered <laughs> her father. They could have found a million yeah, other yeah. sources of conflict. And maybe uh, I, you could make the argument that it was showing some sort of humanity on his part, that he thought it was showing his capability to love or something, but... No, it's showing straight delusion. Yeah. Because every, yeah. everyone knows that's not going to work, dude. Sorry. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that that was the source of the conflict. I, it... it you could have picked a million other things, mm-hmm. um, considering how complex their relationship was. Uh, so yeah, like you said, she's an outcast, and and it also doesn't. Her reaction doesn't make sense if she didn't know. Mm. Well, it also doesn't seem like she's had she doesn't have a great relationship with her dad, because just the, the this was a nice touch. I thought the the sign on their on her door. Yes, I pay rent. Yeah. So that tells me right there, the relationship isn't great. Right. Because if she's only 20, if my kid still needed to live with me at 20, I'm not charging him fucking rent at right. 20. 28, that's a different story. Right. But 20, okay. He's charging her rent, and she says, don't go in my fucking room. Yeah. So there's obviously some... And the, he's it, probably going in to check her internet searches to make sure she hasn't found out yet. The... the <laughs> The the coldness of the note actually says a lot, too, because it's not like, come on, Mom and Dad, it is very business-like. Yeah. It is, guys, I pay rent, please respect my privacy. Yeah. Uh, so it's, at best, they have a... a yeah, and it does mention that the mother hate does not like the dad as well. Right. Which, you know, she obviously knew. So I right. can understand why Mom wouldn't like the so I guess I, I, just a couple, and this is what took it from a four to a three and a half to me, where some of the logical inconsistencies, I guess, that kind of bothered me, uh, <clears throat> that, you know, she kind of has, everyone kind of has it both ways uh, in certain aspects. And then, uh, like, she's, again, smart enough. You know, did she love her father or did she not? I mean, if, if he was this great dad that she talks about, then she would not have reacted to him that way. She would not have reacted to his murderer that way. Well, I think Unless she was, she's seriously fucked up herself. Oh, I think she is. I think I think she's heavily, heavily conflicted. Um, and one of the, one of the I, I gave it a four because I liked a lot of the little things. Like when she when she first meets him. She's like, are, were you one of the kids on the disc? Yeah. And he's like, no. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing then? What's your problem, man? Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, I just felt I needed to right or wrong. And immediately between that and his anger issues, I'm like, nope, that dude was diddled. Yeah. He had something happened to him in his childhood. And you learn later on that his dad was also a pastor and would make him do some shit every Saturday to relax his father before sermons. I thought the fact, and again, I thought the fact that the dad was a pastor was too on the nose. That was a little, cons- yeah, that was a little bit, uh, okay. But I'm, he also, at that point, they'd already shown he had a love for religious music. Yeah, that's true. Um, may- maybe the dad, 
maybe her dad didn't need to be a pastor. Yeah. But uh, I, I can understand why his dad was. But actually, they both make sense by themselves. It's just kind of too much that they both are. Because mm-hmm. he, the dad, uh, kind of, uh, her dad kind of needs to be a pastor to get that whole, uh, the, everyone still showed up, mm-hmm. hypocrisy line. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it, yeah, you can justify both of them story-wise, but like the fact that they both were is mm-hmm. a little, yeah, a little much. A bit cloying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I still, I still, I liked how his character development was teased out throughout the entire course of the film. Yeah. You don't, you learn a little bit more about him with every scene. And I liked how that was played out. And pretty much the same with her. Um, I like that he made her, she she basically blackmails him at first, which is why I made the apt pupil comparison, um, to keep silent by her buying him a type, him buying her a typewriter. And how then she's like, decides she didn't want it. Uh, but she wants to be a writer. And this is one of the things that really fucking hit a note with me. Was He was like, well, you never finish your books anyway. Because when he'd been sneaking around her room, he saw that there was bookmarks in all of them. See, that could have been the conflict. Yeah. That he snuck you, in her room. You were there. It's, it's not bad enough you killed my yeah. dad, but you peeped, man. Yeah, you were supposed to just be there to kill my dad. What the fuck were you doing in my room? You clearly saw the note. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you can read, motherfucker. Um... And I like that when she like she explained why she never finishes books is as soon as she doesn't like to gets to a part she doesn't like, she marks it and puts it down, and then thinks about why she didn't go further in the book, and that's going to make her a better writer. That's why she hasn't written yet, because she's trying to think of all these things. Right. Which, anyone who's ever written anything of significance, that's a fucking thing. I mean, I knew last year I wanted to write this blog about '90s movies. I still watch 90s movies for a fucking year before I started because I want to make sure I had the big picture. Sure. And I'm like, how much of a big picture do I really fucking need? <laughs> you know? Right. I, 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 I know enough. Just fucking start doing it. And, I mean, that's... Most writer's block is not you can't come up with an idea. It's you, can, you come up with more reasons why not to write what you want to write about. Yes. Uh, and And... I I like her explanation uh, is almost from a. Uh, it's not that she doesn't finish any books. Yeah, it's that she the books that she doesn't finish, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. She marks exactly where she lost interest, um, and that sounds. But, well, he says, he says, well, you know, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of bullshit mm-hmm. because if I went upstairs right now, there's probably eight books mm-hmm. in my bedroom that I have stopped at some point or another. And I really, the book lost me long before that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and maybe she goes back to find the exact place where mm-hmm. she kind of lost it. But I will keep kind of pushing. Uh, until I get there, I I've done better with the uh, you know get to a hundred pages before you make any kind mm-hmm. of decision. Yeah, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I want to see because one of the titles I did notice on our bookshelf is Justin Cronin's The Passage, mm-hmm. which I love that book, but it took me two attempts to read it. Yeah, I think I know exactly where she stopped reading. Oh really? Because that's where I stopped. Because there, 
after about, I think probably 150 to 200 pages of following a specific character, it ends and there's a time jump. Yeah. And a lot of shit changes in that time jump, and it's jarring. You push through that, that book is highly rewarding. But I stopped at that point because I'm like, where's the fucking character I've been following for 200 pages? What what the fuck is going on? So I, I want to see if that's where she stopped reading that particular book. Did you Because you have to wonder, the director put those books oh, on yeah. that shelf for a reason. Yeah. I want to see what his books... I want to I want to freeze frame that, that scene more and look at the other books on there. Did you finish the Institute? No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, I've stopped it twice, both at different points. I've, enjo- I've enjoyed reading it both times. So that, that was just me picking up something else. Have and you started it twice, or you just kind of tried to pick no, up I've where start, you were? No, I started... I've, I have read the beginning twice. Okay. Uh, I stopped the first time after you leave the first character. Yeah. And the second time... About another 200 pages past that, where I just... I think that's about I, where I, got, I am. A, a new book came out that I really, really wanted to read, so that got kind of set aside. But I started... Because I... I don't know if this lead... This has any uh, uh, bearing on the wade in the water discussion, but I I wanted to get back to the to the beginning character. I, I felt like we spend the, like night, that, no, the night knocker. Yeah, yeah. like like why? Because I was still every every chapter that went by talking about mm-hmm. the kids at the at the institute. I was like, when are we going to tie this back in? From what I've heard, like four hundred pages or so later, it gets back to him. Which, that's a lot for me. Yeah, that's man. a lot. <laughs> but it's one of the things that I loved about this movie is it just had that little tiny segment. That, yeah. And moments of truth like that help me buy in more to the greater coincidences that I have issue with. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I that character, that is a very truthful moment for me. So if she behaves a little weirdly, I'm going to let it go. Because I know at least that part right there was so grounded in truth for me that I'll, I'll forgive some swaying away from that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's not so much... Um, again, it's much more so in The Lie, which mm-hmm. we'll get to yeah. shortly here. Uh, I guess it's not so much that this movie relies on everyone being stupid. It relies on uh, too many people to act unusually to mm-hmm. circumstances. I mean, I, what else can you that is a that's a a, a wordy way of saying she's got to be okay with the dude that shot her father in the face. Yeah. Uh, without knowing beforehand that he was a horrible person. Um the father, I mean. Yeah. And I think if Wade had been an awful person, this movie would have turned out differently. Yeah, and it, it it certainly sets itself up that way. Yeah. Uh, you don't see any of the good. It's it's interesting actually. It's fascinating that it plays out that it that it's that it's set up this way. You don't see any of the good of Wade. I think it's hilarious that we just yeah. keep calling him Wade until after he's committed murder. Yeah. Up until then, it's like yeah, he's kind he's of he's a dick. He's a shit bag too. Yeah. Uh, he's the type he's, of guy if you work at that burger stand, you're like ah. Uh, Fuck, here comes you have, Wade. You can understand why they're like, you're getting your special again today, right? Because they just want to make what he wants and get him and the fuck get him out. out of there, yeah. Uh, so, and again, I'm much like the book, that was that was clearly a choice that, that we're not going to show any 
any of the good of him until after he's committed this murder. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it was, it was, it was really something. And, and I, I, like I said, it, it would have been a four or higher for me had it not had, uh, so many people needing to kind of act unusually yeah. to the circumstances. And also just the, 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 the straight up bad criming. Yeah. I did, however, like the ending. Yeah, that me too. In the end, he decides he's going, he's going to turn himself in. Um, I mean, the chances of him getting caught eventually are probably pretty good. I would fucking hope um, so. <laughs> what What astounded me is that she accompany accompanies him to the police station when he turns himself in and goes right. in with him. I love the fact that he's like, "What do you mean, fucking wait in the lobby?" Well, <laughs> did you know that that's also how the movie starts? Yeah, with him being frustrated at mm-hmm. the 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 machinations of the world yeah. and how... Like, I mean, that's how small town... I just fucking... I told yeah. you I just committed a murder. Yeah, and you're like, wait in the lobby, please, someone... But I mean, it's, like... It's basically the same thing as the stamp In small towns, like I, when I was a, uh, an outreach worker at Shaw House, we'd go to police stations to put up posters and stuff and talk to the officers. And in places like Dexter, most of the time you were knocking on a closed door. Yeah. Because they weren't in. Right. Because, like, they have one cop on duty. Um, And yeah, th- at that one point you're just like... What do you do if you have to, like, what happens here? Yeah. Like, you go to Bangor and there's fucking cops everywhere, you know? Um, but, yeah, he turns himself in. She goes in with him, which I'm like, this is eventually going to implicate her somehow. Right. Like, she had knowledge. Um, and that's the thing, too. He he can't, this is not murder, two. This is straight up murder, one. Oh, yeah. Because he bought a gun with a 10-day dude, waiting period. Dude, there's a montage. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't claim heat of the moment when there's a montage. Your forethought of malice is montaged. <laughs> um, we saw you training, dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he turns himself in. Yep. Uh, and I like that he had that one more scene with his dad, and you learn that he's turning himself in because he didn't want to be his dad. Because right. his dad fucking got away with it. And he didn't want to get away with it. He wanted to kind of be held accountable for what he did. Right. I mean, based on his history, he probably will not go to jail for the rest of his life. But he's going to no. go for a while. Yeah. He's going to serve some time. Um, longer than the life of his guinea pig, which he has given to, what's her name? Tilly. Tilly. Yes, that's right. Yeah, why I can remember that, because I'm like, weird that Tom picked a movie uh, starring a Tilly. And you don't know that going in. I was thinking, because <laughs> I was, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing, because your kind of head, your head goes, so do you think he's going to get a lot of time? I don't think he's going to get much time. There could be a sequel. Wade in the Water. To- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting, waiting back out, <laughs> waiting into the deep end. Yeah. That'll be his prison movie. That'll be his prison movie. Waiting in the and deep then, end, and then waiting back out. Waiting out would be uh, the him getting out mm-hmm. of prison. A trilogy. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's then. Then we get to the, our second half of our bad criming. The lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, was note though, uh, Wade in the Water, first time director. Oh really? It's his first film. What uh, about the actor? Uh, I can find out. Yeah, the director's Mark Wilson. Very first film he's ever directed. Uh, that dude's got... I bet he's got some stuff in in his future. Uh, let me go to the film here. Uh, cast. The only cast listed is our man, Tom E. Nicholson. Yeah. He has been in Wade in the Water and a post-apocalyptic film called Rotor DR1. Okie doke. Now, post 
apocalyptic world where half the population is dead or missing, and the sky is full of autonomous drones, a 16-year-old boy named Kitch sets out to find her father, joined by DR1, his drone companion. Interesting. So it, and he plays someone named 4C. It doesn't list uh, Wade in the Water 2 in pre-production? N- not on... Uh, let, me, let me go to IMDb. IMDb does the, pre, the pre-production listing. It's way, more, it's way more likely to be there. Uh, Jeremy Renner is going to be in the sequel. <laughs> They're going to try to replace him with Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And it's not going to work, so he'll right. be back for the third. Right. And then they'll just kind of phase him out slowly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so The Lie, while you look that up. Um, you watched it Sunday. Robin and I watched it, I think, Friday night. Uh, it's... It's fine. I mean, I... I oh, he is, there's a new film out called The Painted Warrior. Huh. Oh, I think Robin's coming down it looks for a like, It's a documentary, but... We'll pause right here to see if Robin wants to yell at us. All right, we're back. Robin is on a, a mission to reorganize the hall closet upstairs, so she came down to get some uh, mason jars. But yeah, uh, so... <clears throat> the lie... Which, did, by the, did you know that was a remake? The Lie, uh, just because you mentioned it, and then, uh, was it in the credits? Where did I see it? Where I did know. I see it written? I don't know. But yes, uh, uh, Vina Sud, who, who wrote it and directed it, it was based on, the, uh, based on the film Weird Monster. I think it's in the credits. I think it's... Uh, Probably is. Yeah, it's in the credits. Which is funny, though, because like, this is her... Because she also worked on... Uh, hold on. What was the show she worked on? She she worked on The Killing, which was itself a remake. And was also starring... Uh, she also directed four episodes of The Real World. Huh. How about that? Um, now, The Killing, is that the same one that the mom was in? I think so, yes. Yeah, what's her name? Marielle... Enos. Enos. She was the highlight of this movie for me. I enjoyed her. Uh, work. Agreed. Yeah, um, uh, her her work was very very subtle. Spoilers for the lie from yeah. here on out. Obviously, uh, I feel like I, I I I when I talk about these movies, I talk about all the reasons why it wasn't a four. Because four is my line. Yeah. Uh, well, four is my is my. This was a good movie. Yeah. Um, this dipped below a four for me. Yeah, a three and a half. I think I might have given it a three because of the stupidity. But <laughs> then, because on both these films, I gave it a half star, hardly a half higher star than you did. I I'm always afraid of, uh, and I don't know why, of over. Because sometimes I feel like I come out of a movie and I'm like, did I think that was better than it was? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then later on, I'm like, yeah, I did. We almost was... always have, like, uh, Regency bias, where what we just sure. saw is almost sure. always better than... A, you know, that's how you really mark a great film, is if, it, if it's still really good the second and third time you watch it. Yeah, and, well, at, to the point, uh, to that point exactly, when I re-logged Klaus, when the, the family and I watched it Christmas Eve, I was shocked to find that I gave it a four and a half last time, and I upped it to a five. Yeah. That movie's fucking awesome. I've noticed on Letterboxd, upon rewatch, unless it's something I gave a five, I almost always change the score, either a half star yeah. higher or lower the second time I watch it. Almost always. I even, without a rewatch, scrolling back through, I didn't actually do it, because uh, that feels icky somehow. Um, 
I've gone like I was scrolling back through some of the my recent ones, and I was like, wow, I I would dock that a half star, or I would give that another That's a okay, half star. You thought yeah, about it. You thought I know. About it it's like all of a sudden, if I did it, it's like you can't change it. Yeah, but you can. <laughs> It's uh, our letterbox account. That's right. It. I paid for it. God damn no, it. No, that's why I'm all. It's one of the reasons I've always been distrustful of so many critics who have only seen the movie once. Yeah. Well, and and perhaps unfairly because maybe that critic is feeling because you're you're reading that first review. Maybe if when maybe they read that review and go, I don't really feel that way anymore. Yeah. Well, it's funny because um, one of the books I got recently, it's uh, A. O. Scott's. Um, it's like a thousand and one. Films, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's an interesting title. Yeah. Uh, where him and another critic, they aren't reviewing all the films in this book. They're posting the original New York Times reviews for these movies. Okay. And in so... And what, I, it's, it's wonderful, because so many of those movie reviews, they miss the fucking point. Yeah. Like, there are movies I'm like, how the fuck did they give that a two-star? That's a fucking four-and-a-half-star movie. Right. Um, but I love that they posted the original reviews. Like, the more I think of Wonder Woman 84, I would dock at a half star. Oh, yeah. I go down on that film, score-wise, almost every time I every think time about it. Every time you think about it? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it's one of those where the first time you're just like, you're happy there's another, there's another Wonder Woman movie. And you got to see it. But eventually that wears away. I'd probably dock the Social Dilemma doc. <laughs> documentary that I watched. Uh, just because it was only three months ago and I don't even really remember it. <laughs> <laughs> That, that means something to me? Yeah. Uh, because I gave Social Dilemma that documentary, because I watched two documentaries within about two weeks of each other, and the other one was Class Action Park. I gave them the same score. <laughs> if I were to go back, Class Action Park would go up half, and Social Dilemma would go down And that's half. almost how I do it, too, where I see other movies, I'm like, that okay, I saw, that is better than that, yeah. then they can't have the same score. There's no way. Like, I gave Birds of Prey and Invisible Man the same score. Yeah, that's wrong. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, this is, yeah. this is my thing. Um, I mean, one I had more fun in. So if you throw in fun... But I mean, Invisible Man's a way better movie. Yeah, I know there's one, <laughs> there's one guy I follow on Letterboxd. Who's, I love his rating systems. He, give it, he gives it two, two total stars for acting, two total stars for directing, and one star for everything else. Okay. So it's like, that's an interesting way to do it. Because that, that way... If it's a well-directed and well-acted film, it's getting a four no matter what. Wade in the Water would get a three and a half for me then. Yeah. Which is exactly what I gave it. Yeah. Because I would give it a two for the directing, a one for the acting, and then I'd give him a half star for the everything else. Because half star because the everything else was good, but a half star yeah. off because some of it didn't make any sense. And that's how I am with The Lie, because the acting is a solid two stars in this film. Yeah, everyone in, e- in everyone The Lie... In this, the three main actors in this film are all are very great. competent. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's where the, the, the everything else, the logical, uh, aside from everything else. And it really, uh, it gives the, the film an extra punch at the end, but like how early on, they didn't earn it. Yeah. no, how early on did you guess that that's what it was? Yeah. That the end was the end. I mean, mm. I was very early on saying, I said to Robin, we haven't seen a body yet. Yeah. You only see that body in the, the nightmare scene. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, when grading this film, it's almost it's almost like one of those assholes who, when they go to a restaurant, sets out five $1 bills for the waiter and says, every time you do something I don't like, I'm taking a dollar away. I fucking hate those people. And that's, but that's how I felt with this movie. Because it's yeah. like, 
okay, the movie starts, it. and the, the big lie is, what happens is, Peter Sars, Sarsgaard is t- taking his daughter to, like, a ballet camp yeah. or some shit. And they pick up the friend, they stop so the friend can go pee. Well, they pick up the friend who is waiting at a bus stop in the middle of nowhere for some fucking reason. Yeah, yeah, that's not an easy-to-walk-to bus station. No, the whole setup was odd. Like, when that girl says, oh, my dad was pissed at me, so he made me take the bus, I'm like, your dad made you fucking walk that stretch of road by yourself yeah, as a teenager? Because... As a teenager that you learn later has run away from home multiple times. Because we know that they live in a very suburby area. Yeah. Because they... A suburb area with a city not far by. Right. Because that's where the dad lives. Right. Like, what the fuck was she doing out there? <laughs> Whereas, know? yeah, this bus stop is like... Looks like in it's, Kansas. It, it looks like it's in fucking Atkinson. <laughs> you know? Like, like the stretch of road between Milo and Dover. Somewhere along there is a bus stop. Uh, this was more secluded than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a main road. It's biz- it, So, yeah. yeah, the whole setup is a little weird. Yeah. Uh, so, so, they, so you know something's off right away. Yeah, and then the, do- the girl needs to go pee, so they stop and pull off onto the side road, and they run, and there's a- the daughter has apparently pushed the friend off a bridge to her death. Right. And Sarsgaard jumps in the water. He wades in the water. Yeah. And I'm like, why is he jumping in the water? Yeah. You don't see a body. Why is he jumping in the water? Everything he should be running along the fucking bank looking from, for the body. From the instant they pick up the friend at the bus stop, yeah. everyone's decisions from that moment on are terrible. Yeah. Everyone, um, I, and I understand the like, when you're under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure, you, you make bad decisions, but like... Every decision that every character makes in this movie from then on out is the wrong one. Yeah. It's bananas. So they decide to not call the cops. Right. Like you Even would. after a truck drives by. Yep. And he's like, well, he didn't see us. Bullshit. <laughs> you didn't run into the woods to hide. You just knelt down beside the car. That you guy, were visible, dude. That guy probably drives by there every single day, yeah. and he's probably never seen a Subaru Outback parked along the side and of the road. And if anything, by kneeling beside your car, you made yourself more conspicuous. Yes. If you were just walking, like looking like you were getting something out of your car, he probably wouldn't have paid you any mind. Maybe enough so that like, if the cops later say, hey. Yeah. Because again, there was a, a girl, a missing girl. Right. At that spot. The right. cops would have waited there every day and asked every car that drove down that road, hey, do you drive down this road every time at this time of day? Did you see anything weird? Right. And he would have been like, yeah, I saw it. I drove by there as a Subaru Outback with a fucking dude huddled behind it like he was trying to hide. Yeah. And they already, they would have known. <laughs> um, so they decided to not call the cops, which... All he had to do was call the cops and go, they they were walking along this bridge, it's fucking snowy and icy, she leaned over and fell over it. And I understand that they're stupid kids. Yeah. But this, their plan doesn't even make sense. No. It doesn't even make sense. Like, what? Okay, spoilers for the end of the film. The girl's alive. Yeah, you learn that the girl is alive. The two girls planned this all along so the girl could get some days away with her boyfriend. Right. The girl who has run away from home numerous times. As they point out, who has already times. 
she her dad didn't even check up on her being missing for two days or almost two days because she was at ballet camp so this girl could have gotten away with just going and visiting her boyfriend for two days and probably not gotten in much trouble right but nope they decided to pretend she's fucking dead and not just that she's dead Mm -hmm. that her friend killed her yeah like it doesn't even make sense as a it's like everything in yeah. this every decision is just there to service the plot. If her, if if her friend had said, "Hey, tell everyone I committed suicide." Yeah. You know what? The cops are going to spend the, the the 3 days you want to spend with your boyfriend looking for your body. But then what is your what's your end game? You you come back and say, "I was just kidding." Like that's the that is the end game. That's what they planned on doing. Oh, by the way, our end plan is we feloniously misreported yeah. a crime and lied to officers. Yeah. You're going to jail for what you did, even if nothing bad came of this. You led police on a chase to believe that you were murdered. Yes. And everyone else was sucked in by this. So, yeah. So then the parents go about the act of trying to hide the crime. Terribly. 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 Yeah. I mean, from the fact that, A, the dad... This should have been a clue right along. If your daughter threw this girl overboard and into the water, and she's dead, what the fuck is her little pocketbook with a smashed phone doing about 20 yards away from the water? Not in the... Right. 20 yards away from the bridge and not in the water. Like, how did it get there? Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. the first thing I thought of. I'm like, obviously she didn't kill her because that phone wouldn't be there. Right. Unless she smashed her phone and threw it, which is probably exactly what happened. But he takes that and leaves it in his fucking car for like two days. Yeah. Um, Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> idiot. And the fact that the police... I, I'm sorry, the police would have been able to find it closer than it's somewhere downtown. Yeah. If I forget my phone here today and go home and turn on the find my iPhone, It'll it's show pinpointing up this address. Yeah. Worst case, it's going to look like it's in the garage. Yeah. But, uh, like, when I look on... Uh, it will give me much more than in Milo. Yeah. Your phone is oh, somewhere yeah. in Milo. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I, I could get it. I understand that if you're talking about a 20-story building, it's like, well, it's somewhere in that 20-story building. Yeah. But, guess but they who, get the building. Yeah, and guess who lives in that building? Right. Huh. Yeah. The dad uh, of the friend. Which is weird that they... Because uh, that's the conclusion that they still came to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of it's, it's weird that it was like, oh, somewhere downtown. Yeah. Well, why not just say that it was there? Because, like, if I go on the little... Uh, family app here i can i can pinpoint the corner of the house that colin's uh uh tablet is in um yeah Yeah. so then the police start investigating and obviously the dad is going to be a suspect both of the dads right because oh they've been fighting blah 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 but then they find out the phone is still there and what do they decide to do go and bury it in his yard at least unlike wade they waited till night yeah but but still she stands under a Fucking yeah. streetlight talks and, and on the yeah, phone and, with him. Yeah, and is like basically calling out, "Hey, quit committing the crime." His <laughs> lights have turned out. If just think about it this way: uh, if someone is at night 
talking at the end of our street. Oh, yeah. You can hear every fucking word they say. Oh, yeah. Like, I I, can... if somebody is talking yeah. in the street outside yep. their house, three doors down, you can hear everything oh, that yeah. they're saying. I have the dog squad walking by my house four times a day on their walks with their dogs. If my TV is not turned on, I hear exactly yes. what they're talking about. She Pretty was... much from four houses up to three houses until they get around the corner. What? Just think about where you're sitting right now. If you're sitting yeah. in a home... Mm -hmm. Look out the window at the street and try to imagine if someone was standing directly in front of your house under a, under a fucking street light and was talking in a normal voice, yeah. would you be able to understand what they were saying and later yeah. be able to identify them? And again, why, is yes. he, why does he answer the phone? Oh my God. You're in a backyard hiding. Like, hello. <laughs> Hi, honey, what's up? Should amazing. I stop the criming? These people are so... And also... If you hide that phone in the backyard, you're pretty much pointing out to the cops, this was a setup. Yeah. like it Because was... no nobody is, if, if he had murdered his own daughter, right. he's not going to hide her phone in his backyard. It would make more sense if he just had it in his house. Yeah. And be like, yeah, she forgot it. It would make more sense if he just threw it in a random fucking location. Yes. They said this, they said they found the phone downtown. Yeah. Throw it in a fucking sewer. Yeah. There's grates all over the place. Fucking huck it in. Or a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it. so much of it depended on uh, everyone acting insane. Yeah. Smart people making, and I mean, she's a lawyer yeah. for fuck's sake. So yeah. she knows how the system works and tries to kind of put it in her favor by tipping off her friend. But, but even then, uh, they were so clearly suspicious. <laughs> yeah. the, the guy cop especially oh my god did you notice that the guy cop was cry check yeah i didn't at first yeah and then i looked him up and i'm like holy fuck yeah, I, had cry check. I had to pause and double and make sure because you know we haven't seen him in anything in 20 fucking years right cry check from the x-files for those of you uh yeah like it, it yeah. was it was because in this at least the the again it's kind of an inconsistency the police are at least, um, as far as the viewer is concerned, very competent. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that it even took them as long as it did yeah. to circle back on this family, mm -hmm. to me, is bananas. Yeah. Um, but the crux of the movie is that all of this was meant to be a big, not really a big joke, but a, a scheme between these teenage uh, girls. Teenage girls and what comes of it is an actual murder. Yes, because uh, when they get spotted by the father, he runs out and they the mother runs him over with the car. Well, don't the, first the the father tries to kill him yeah. by drowning him in the the stream. Yep. And she stops him from that murder so she could do it. Yeah. In a much more <laughs> obvious way. Yes. Again, which no one apparently noticed. And then they go home. Yeah. And leave the car in the garage overnight before cleaning it. Yeah. And I'm like, you're never cleaning that. Right. Because Andrew's like, well, what if they use bleach? I'm like, no, because they have stuff now that will tell if you've bleached something. Well, and, and, and while that doesn't point to your guilt, it sure does point to your guilt. I, uh, w once again, at that point, I, I looked at Robin and said, have these people never seen an episode of CSI? Because yeah. <laughs> like, again, you, is, you hit him with the front of your car yeah. and there's blood everywhere. Guess what? There's blood in the radiator. Yeah. You're never getting there's that. There's blood all through that nooks and crannies of that car that you're never, ever going to get yeah. out. Shit, two years after uh, Robin hit a deer on her way home from work one night, 
Um, and it was just her old travel car, so we didn't care. Um, but it cracked the bumper is a strong word, the cowling on the front of her car. And like two years later, there was still a little bit of deer fuzz in it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. The deer, by the way, uh, that she hit brushed off her car like nothing, got up and fucking kept running. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what happened to it from there. But we like to think she is just fine. Yeah. But that's the big twist of the film was when the daughter, like, it, it, it comes clean because the girl shows up at their house. Yeah. Like, oh, hi. And everyone, like, how did you expect everyone to react? Right. That's the other thing. Like, I, I understand that they're dumb kids, but even dumb kids are not that dumb. Yeah. I mean, these girls are, like, what are they supposed to be, 15, 16? Yeah, roughly. Even 15, 16-year-olds are not that dumb. Yeah. Uh, I know we were pretty dumb. I'm not just saying kids. I'm saying we yeah, were dumb I know at that I, age. I, went, I came home late a few times, and I'm just like, whoa, what time? It's it's midnight? What? But we didn't, like, go, uh, sorry, I said that we were dead and that my yeah. friend murdered me. Yeah, sorry. What the fuck did you... What did you think was gonna... Yeah. What was your best case scenario? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Parents don't uh, brush off, you were murdered. Yeah. <laughs> you made us believe and you were murdered. You put, uh... Uh... I don't even know what her name is in the movie. What's Joey King's name in the movie? I don't know. <laughs> daughter. Uh, non-murdering daughter. You've put her in a, in like you said earlier, in a position where she basically has to commit several crimes Yeah. in order for you to get three days with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, and the other thing I thought of was the, uh, uh, the, the new boyfriend, like, coming home, like, I was gone for four days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, because that's the other thing. Yeah, the parents are divorced. And yeah. the very beginning of the movie is the mother's new boyfriend going on a business trip to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. He he comes home and is like, wait, what? That would have been, that you, would have been a great ending. You murdered a man with your ex-husband to cover up your daughter <laughs> not murdering his daughter? I think we should break up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the movie ends with, yeah, them all, like, huddled together as the police are coming. Now, I would have been more interested, and I haven't fleshed this all the way out, but I would have been more interested if she did kill her, mm-hmm. and it was all a, like, the the weirdest parent trap of all time. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of the way it was going. It was yeah. like, well, I kept it going because you guys were back together again and whatnot. And I, it would have been more interesting if she was like a true psychopath and killed this girl yeah. just to get her parents back together. Yeah, because there are times in the movie where the mother is like, something is wrong with our daughter. Yeah. This is sociopathic. Because you that would she, think... Yeah. That she quote-unquote killed someone and is now watching fucking Saturday morning cartoons. And laughing. And, and yeah. Having a blast. And yeah, that part is unsettling. But then when it's, when it's kind of revealed that... Well, when it is revealed yeah. that, you know, of course she was that way... Because she, she, knew she didn't. Because <laughs> this was just a big joke. Yeah. Uh, it kind of takes some of the steam out of it, mm-hmm. in a way. It's a shocking twist and all, yeah. but... Um, it, it really makes me want to watch the original to see if they changed anything for American audiences. You could probably just wiki that. I think I might. Yeah. Uh, and just to see if there were... I'm guessing the German version is darker. Most likely. Movie, the lie. 
Um, German film Wee Monsters. All right. That's weird. It doesn't give like a... No synopsis. No synopsis well, we'll at all. We'll circle back. Um, oh, here. I'm going to go to a review of it, though. Hopefully it's in English. Should we pause while you read it? Yes. Okay. Oh. Is it really long? Nobody got a two star. All right, we're pausing. All right, we're back. Uh, the trailer Whoa. for the... What? Pause again? Yeah. Okay. So one of the reviews that I just read, Dan, says uh, that the uh, we were both reading reviews of the German version. <clears throat> Let me get it. Uh, for some reason, Wikipedia does not have a synopsis. It said, this near-perfect script has been dealt with all... Who the fuck wrote this? This near-perfect script has been dealt with utmost care to seal off all loopholes the human mind could ever conjure up with cleverly... Oh. Holy fuck, this is a terrible Challenge sentence. accepted. Though. Yeah, I know. Uh, just a brutally written sentence um, that goes on for another two lines without any punctuation. But anyway, uh, the point being that this person is saying, like, our biggest problem with this movie is how... Uh, Airtight it is? <laughs> Yeah, airtight like a chicken wire fence. Yeah. Um, apparently, the German version ties up all the loose ends. I don't know. Well, from the sounds of it, the German version is slightly different. Well, what I I think the end I think the twist is the same, but I I think she actually kills other people. Yeah. In the German version, I think that's kind of what I yeah. gathered. But all said, though, I did find that it's available on Apple TV for a ninety nine cent rental. So okay. I I will be watching that film this week. Okay, well, we'll um, be, we'll I, and I'll, I'll report next week. Eagerly with... awaiting the report back. Yeah. Uh, are we done with the lie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're done with the lie. <laughs> Not done enough because you're going to watch the original. Um, I'd I, like to see some. I won't. Sometimes though, when foreign films come over to America, especially like a year later, they tend to make changes for American audiences that suck. Yes. Like, Absolutely, yeah, because the, yeah. the German version is 2015. This movie, uh, The Lie, was 2018. 18, yeah. yeah, so it, it it's not a, you know, it's like you said, it's not like, oh, this is an old classic, you know, like uh, yeah. 30 years ago, this, you know, this director grew up loving this movie and wanted to, yeah. to make a, an Americanized version of it. This, like like you said, just came out. Yeah, like we're a not, we're not remaking a fucking Fellini film here. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So taking a relatively recent film. My other watches for the week were uh, we watched Hamilton last night, and we didn't realize it till the very I didn't realize it until after that we had it was uh, Lin Manuel Miranda's birthday that we watched it on. So that was very appropriate. Um, and keeping with my uh, my attempt to at least write a little one line blurb on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for Hamilton last night was, I'm pretty confident this will never get old. No. Because uh, it's not yet. We all still were just mm -hmm. there the whole time. Um, and then the other one that I watched earlier in the week was uh, Vast, of, Vast of the Night. The Vast of Night. Oh, the I haven't Vast watched of, that yet. What the hell is it called? Vast the of Vast of Night. Night. Uh that, are you going to? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. it, it'll be it'll be fine for you, mm -hmm. <laughs> clearly. Uh, it, but it is definitely not for everyone. Uh, it is a 50s, 50s sci-fi 
you know, aliens. It looks like a film movie. for nerds by nerds. Type yes, of it is very uniquely shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has it it has that uh, the same sort of feeling we've talked about a lot lately. Actually, the that it could be a play mm-hmm. because it is. Robin couldn't take it; she had to leave, and not wow. because it's tense, but because it is a series of long, mm-hmm. long shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I would say the first half of the movie, the majority of the time is spent with the camera in one spot, mm-hmm. not moving, while conversations are taking place. Because the two leads in the movie, she is a switch, remember it's in the 50s, she's a switchboard operator, and it, like if you've watched the trailers, the two people, the two leads, mm-hmm. she's a switchboard operator, he's a radio DJ. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is... Her talking to other people on the phone, on the switchboards, trying to figure out what's going on and this stuff. Um, and it's also, like, even the shots between, like I said, there'll be, like, ten minutes where the camera is... The camera literally does not move. It's just on the people talking, and that's it. Um, even other shots are, uh, like, it, there's... The, the, the entirety of this movie takes place in one evening. Uh, and there is a big basketball game going on and the camera goes from like one place in town and it kind of, it, 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 it's all one shot. It follows and it goes to the gym and then it, it will cut. There are very few cuts in this movie. Um, it's like the opposite of a fast and furious movie (laughs) or the opposite of a transformers movie. Uh, there are probably more cuts in an Optimus prime fight a two-minute Optimus Prime fight than this movie has in two hours awesome. or 90 minutes or however long it is. So it, you do, you have to be patient. It is uh, um, like Wade in the Water. It's not, it is and it isn't what you think it is. Um, I liked it. I gave it four stars. We can talk about it whenever. I'll uh, try to get it this week. Whenever it is you you end up watching it. Um, but just as an overall uh we talked briefly before we started about Netflix upcoming slate. The, I don't know if it's all <laughs> pandemic related, but like the streaming services seem to be killing it right now. Oh yeah. With, and maybe it's just cause we were starved for new mm-hmm. stuff for so long that like all these Amazon originals coming out and Netflix saying there's going to be like a, a big time movie well, every well, studios week. Studios came to the realization I'm, we're not going to be able to put this film out in theater anytime yeah. soon. Let's fucking just get it out now. And we held it these... back for like six months. Wasn't enough. Yeah. Let's fucking put it out there. And a lot of these, uh, you know, Wade in the Water wasn't going to be at the Bangor Cineplex anyway. Mm-hmm. Neither was Uncle Frank. Frankly, neither. Frankly, <laughs> neither was Vast of mm-hmm. Night. Uh, but there are, and I think there's a difference between the, the stuff that you and I have been talking about and what Netflix is doing. Netflix is basically big names, uh, stuff that would be in the theater. Um, But a lot of the Amazon stuff, it's basically, it's like a festival, you know? Well, that's the thing. I was talking about it this, this year because um, our friend Brad, who writes for um, Jesus Christ. One perfect shot. One perfect shot. And um, is that what it is? Yeah. But there's one other that he wrote it for the article for regardless. One of the pieces he wrote for, 
Oh, he was part of. It's irregardless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, they came I up, had to get one in. They came up with like the 50 best movies of the year. And we got into the talking about how... I, I told him, I'm like, again, not just because I'm on a 90s kick, but this, this year felt a lot like the 90s for me. Where there's a lot of those mid-budget films coming out. Yeah. Because there's no blockbusters to suck the air out of the room. Right. Um, when a film... When a Marvel film comes out, people tend to forget the 20 other films that came out that month. But because that's it, all that people ta- are talking about. That, well, and that's true, because if, if a Marvel movie had come out uh, Friday, that's what we'd be talking about right now. Yeah. We wouldn't be talking about Wade in the Water. I mean, even Wonder Woman, that's what we talked about the majority of. And Wonder Woman kind of sucked. Kind of. But that's what we talked about. <laughs> That's, see, that's another one. I think I actually said that earlier, but yeah. that, that's another, I would drop that. Yeah. I, I was like, I gave that way too high a score. So where we, being way too yeah, kind. Where we don't have these big films coming out, we're seeking out films that we're like, oh, might as well watch that. Yeah. Because um, there's not a bigger production to choose against. E- even with that, though, you and I would be watching those movies, would be watching these movies anyway, and it still feels like there's more. Oh, they're, 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 they're easier to get. Um, right, yeah, because they're all yeah. like you go on you go on Amazon now, and it used to be, uh, sort of like when you go on HBO and you see oh that movie's on now, yeah. and they, it's, you've already yeah. heard of it before that. Now, if you go on Amazon right now, like the top six movies are all new, and five out of six of them will be Amazon originals. Yep. It's not just. Yeah. Oh, Charlie Wilson's War is on Prime mm. now. Great, I can watch it. Yeah, it's not. Oh, that film that I missed out on four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, uh, well, in that case, thirteen. Years I think ago. we. I think we mentioned it last week, where when Andrew and I were watching a like twenty-five best movies of the year, only three of them weren't available to stream. Yeah. Right now, and again, it certainly helps that I have like every fucking streaming service under the sun. Sure, but I, I think at this point. Uh, Everyone's got Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was actually a, what do you... a great point to what we watched last night. We watched, this is another one of those films this year that's getting talked about. Uh, never, rarely, sometimes, always. Yeah. I, I, I was fucking floored by that film. I'm like, this is a great fucking movie. What else has this director done? And I was able to look it up and I was like, oh, her two previous films, one's on fucking Hulu, the other's on HBO, uh, the other one's on Amazon. And the one that we were watching was on HBO Max. So I was like, it made me stop and think for a minute. I was like, what? This is a great, other than, you know, the, all the horrible shit that happens. This is a pretty good time to be alive for a fucking movie fan. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, if this had happened when I was working at Movie Gallery, I'd have been like, oh my God, I love this movie. What else has this director done? At that point, IMDb was just starting. Wasn't anywhere near 100% complete. Right. But let's say I had been able to find her other two movies. I'd have been like, okay, are these available to purchase for the store? Yeah, what we I was not going to be able to, I, need to I, I was through. not going to be able to go rent this movie somewhere else cuz they right. were small budget films. But yeah, it would have been like, okay, I could I could probably get this one, but it's $100 on VHS to buy. Right. And I'm not going to be able to justify getting that for the store cuz it's going to rent three times mostly to employees that work here for free. Right. And we might be able to pawn it off on one or two other people to watch if it's a good film. So we're going to have to wait till that drops down in price to 20 bucks. Which means we're waiting nine months to a year yeah. before we can get that at a discounted price to get to the store. Guess what? I'm probably not remembering this movie. Right, at that point, point, it's gone. It's moved on. 
But we're at a point right now where I went, holy shit, I love that movie. What else has this director done? Oh, there's two previous films on two streaming services right there. I could watch these movies tomorrow if I wanted to. After Netflix, what is what do you think the order is as far as everyone's just got it? Because everyone, everyone has Netflix. Oh, it's tough because... Any, uh, I'll put it I, I, Anyone, I feel like everyone has Amazon Prime, but they don't. Right. Uh, well, the thing, uh, once you get past the the people who, mm. at this point, I don't even call it cutting the cord anymore because I think there's there's the current generation of kind of twenty year olds that have never had cable. Yeah. Like as as adults, like on their own, they have Netflix, or more appropriately, a lot of them have their Netflix, their parents' yeah. Netflix. I'm thinking my number two is Disney Plus. Okay. Just because of the content and it's content and cost, it's cheap. Yeah, it's unbelievably inexpensive for what you get on that. As far as movies and, but does uh, but do uh, someone who's not a movie file like is is a a movie file that's not into like the Star Wars and the and yeah. the all that stuff? Do they have Disney Plus if they don't have kids? That I don't know. Because um, I kind of try to take informal polls at school when I talk about, like, because we, a lot of the things that, like, uh, um, uh, there's always, at the beginning of class, there's always a, a beginning of the day, there's a question of the day, and a lot of it is just kind of to get to know everyone better, and we'll, it'll be like, what's your favorite movie, what's your, what are you watching on TV right now, stuff like that. And granted, I'm talking to, like like, 10 and 12-year-olds, so. I'm always kind of trying to informally poll them on what streaming services they have. Uh, huh. And they pretty much all have Netflix. Ne- this this is an article from May. Uh, With Netflix subscriber is, numbers? Yeah, Netflix is by far number one. Yeah. Uh, it's And these roughly, are all... It's at- roughly... And this is U.S. also. Yeah. It's roughly in half of U.S. households. Amazon Prime is more than a third. And, Amaz- and Hulu is a quarter of... Sur- so... Disney is not listed at this point because Disney had not been out that long. Right. Yeah, at that point, Disney had been out six months, right? Yeah, it had, yeah, it had surpassed 50 million global subscribers. Which, at that point, it had only been five months, so yeah, 10 million subscribers a month is pretty fucking good. Ah, Jesus. I don't <laughs> Do you think... Uh, is there... I mean, I, I know there's at least... Oh. And Hulu, you got to remember the Hulu is now packaged with Disney Plus in right. some instances because that Hulu apparently gained thirty million subscribers with Disney Plus. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard because yeah. they're so intertwined in some cases, and then Amazon and is HBO a weird Max one. is still very new. Yeah, but I mean, you could probably. Uh, it's probably safe to assume that. HBO Max is is a lot of people that had HBO yeah. either go or now in the past. With Amazon, is there a... I know there's at least one, but like, is there a substantial number of Amazon Prime people that their primary... Primary... I've done that like four times so far in this episode. Yes, you have. Uh, if, you where can, if you can work Hulu into a sentence, I, I would be impressed. Where their primary reason for having it is 
the video content. I don't. I that's you know not what even I mean? me. That's not even me. Right. You know? Me neither. Um, I just have it because Andrea orders a lot of shit from Amazon, and it's she likes the free shipping. We've had Prime since. Well, I remember the the reason that we started with. I think the reason that we started with Prime, Robin and I, I mean. Is, Here's a great way to gauge our, my use of it is I tag whenever I watch anything on Prime. Yeah, me too. On Letterboxd. So, uh, by tags... How do you do that again? <laughs> go to tags. Where? Um, Profile? I have watched more things... I, wow. I have watched more things... Oh, oh but I, that doesn't count, though. Because I'm like, there's no way I've watched more things on the Criterion channel, but I, whenever I watch a Criterion disc, I tag it Criterion. Netflix, over the past year, I've watched 25 movies on. Yeah, Amazon Prime. I've watched twenty four. Shutter. I've watched twenty four. HBO Max fifteen. HBO Now fifteen. Um, See, I just mark HBO Voodoo thirteen. Only twelve on Hulu. That surprises me. But then again, Hulu I mostly watch for television. Most weird. Your uh, your overall numbers are obviously higher than mine. I almost watched as many movies on VHS as I did on Hulu. Since I started letterboxing. Huh. Okay, so since I've... What was your, what was your number one? Disney Plus is only four. Uh, my number one is Netflix. With, with Amazon Prime, only one below that. That huh. blows my... I would not have guessed it to be that high. I would have thought Netflix would have been much, much higher. I'm surprised that my, my overwhelming number one is Voodoo. And I, I'd be I'm, curious to know how many of those are rewatches. I, mean, but, I would say most. Yeah, but to put it into perspective, I watched 122 movies on Blu-ray and 113 on DVD. So physical media is ten times more likely to happen with me. I don't even than have streaming. I don't even have a tag for Blu-ray. Wow. Uh, and my DVD is one, and I think that was you. <laughs> I don't remember what movie it was. Let's find out. It was The Headhunter. Is the yeah, which only... probably isn't which was probably tough to find on streaming at that point. Yeah, I think it's, it now, was... it's now on Shutter. Yeah, but... and it was also I think I, I remember I. I I might have even sent you a screenshot. It was four ninety nine one month on yeah. on Vudu, but yeah, at the time it was it was only available on DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't even have mine. Are it's overwhelmingly Vudu, but again, a lot of those are rewatches and stuff. Uh, Netflix and HBO are about the same. Netflix and HBO are thirty three and thirty one, and then after that, it's Disney Plus at seventeen, and then Amazon at thirteen, and then Hulu at twelve. And then DC Universe at five. What the hell did I want? Oh, they must have just been animated ones. Two on Shutter. I don't even know what those would be. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Shutter is uh, Tourist Trap and Sleepaway Camp. Hmm. Uh, and then the DVD one Redbox, which was I watched Shazam on Redbox. How did that happen? Did I bring it over? Probably. <laughs> uh, I've watched one thing on Stars, and it was Venom. That's hilarious. Uh, and then I watched that raise, and then we both actually watched that raising Kratos uh, documentary on YouTube. But yeah, mine is uh, other than Voodoo. After Voodoo, which is almost all rewatches, I would imagine it is Netflix, HBO, and then there's a dip uh, down to Disney Plus, Amazon, and Hulu are all about the same. Um, that said, like of that thirteen or so, what I mean, just by what we've been talking about, three of them have been in the last two mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my watch list is Amazon Prime. So, uh, oh, I was telling, I was talking about why, uh, like why 
we started with Amazon Prime in the first place. I don't even remember when we started paying for it because originally we got Amazon Prime because if you were there, it was called Amazon Mom. Mm-hmm. If you were a new parent, and all you had to do was say, "Yeah, I'm a new parent," you got a free year of Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then by the time that kind of lapsed, I was back in school, and if you had a, a yeah. if you had a student email address. You got a year of Am. I think actually two years of Amazon Prime. You could use it two years in a row. Uh, so we probably didn't start paying for it until it would have been like 2014, 2013 or 14. And by that time, you're so accustomed to the two day shipping. Oh yeah. That you're just like, yeah, it's totally worth it. And then it was years after that before it was because I remember the the video side of it was kind of a. Uh, just yeah just kind of an added perk and really from the beginning the the big draw to the video stuff was that they got amazon prime got all of hbo's completed shows yeah if it was a show that had ended amazon prime had it um so that's how i kind of got caught up on deadwood and then stopped But I watched a couple HBO shows that way that I just hadn't that I had missed at some point because I my HBO subscribing has been intermittent for yeah. years, uh, as I think is probably the case with everyone. You keep it on while Game of Thrones is on, and then you shut it off uh, for six months or whatever until something else comes on. But I've just since HBO Max, I forgot what it was called for a minute. Since HBO Max, I've pretty much. Uh, I've kept it. Yeah, I have too. Because I, I will keep it. Because I, I find myself using it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but with Amazon Prime, it was really, it's been this last year, uh, generally, and specifically this last couple months, that I think they've really uh, turned themselves into, because a lot of times it'll be months between me even checking oh, Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I check it all the time. Yeah, I'll go through streaks where I'm like, I'll, I, I can imagine most of those movies that I've watched, I watch in binges. Yeah, from definitely. So I'll, be like, I'll be like, okay, this, 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 this is all available. I'm yep. gonna watch them now. Well, and I wonder if once I get through, um... so no, I, I've only had the Criterion Channel for three months now, and I almost always exclusively watch that the last week of the month. Because I'll always check to see what's leaving. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, oh yeah, I, I have to watch those. Yeah, now. yeah. I, it, so you... I'll watch like four movies. In a row. There's an arbitrary clock set yeah. uh, in your head where you're, you're more likely to watch something just because it's leaving. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I wonder if, you know, now that I've watched, well, three in the past week on Amazon, and there's still three more in my, you know, immediate watch mm-hmm. list, uh, Sound of Metal, One Night in Miami, and I'm Your Woman. Mm-hmm. I wonder if once I've watched those, if it'll be like a year. You know, who knows? But you never know. Maybe they'll come up with something else. Um, Amazon Prime doesn't tend to talk about... Plus, they've got that Lord of the Rings show coming at some point. mm. And that'll be a big draw for them. That'll be a big draw. And I guess more info dropped on that this week, and I still haven't watched it. Yeah, it's going to take place a few thousand years before The Hobbit. And it is about the return of Sauron. Okay. So, I don't know what they're going to do in that time frame. So, we'll get some Isildur. Probably. Probably. Um... Oh, wait, no, four things in the past couple weeks on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Wade and Water, The Live, Ast of Night, and Uncle Frank. Yeah. And technically the Tool documentary, but I don't really count that. No. 
Uh, but yeah, so I've watched four things since the third in the past two weeks. Okay, now that's interesting. Now I'm going to see what I've watched in the past week, because I think I did a wide variety here. Where's my letterbox? Oh. All right. My diary. Okay. So after watching The Lie, I went to my DVD collection for a while. Uh, I watched Pumped Up, Pump Up the Volume in the Grifters for my website, HBO to Front Row Video. HBO to Front Row dot com. Get it right, man. Jesus. I know, I should. Uh had a huge response to the pump up the volume one. Like, I saw that you you were had like a hundred views over the yeah. like a twenty four hour period. Um, I was pretty pleased with that. Uh, and then I did a quick review of the Grifters, which again, that film works so well if you take out John Cusack. Yeah, I was. I decided I want to either cast River Phoenix or Kiefer Sutherland in that film, and it would have been amazing. Does any? Does any of and this kind of goes to the to the, the the Tom Cruise problem? Does any of his current lunacy make you? Does that move the needle for you on rewatching any no. of his old stuff? No. Okay. Um, what moves the needle on that was it's fucking he's Lloyd just, Dobler. He's just miscast. Yeah, it's Lloyd Dobler. Yeah. He's too fucking soft. Yeah. Um, and then I watched W. On Amazon Prime. Um, good film, but very stagnant. And considering it's an Oliver Stone film, dull. Yeah. Uh, it's it's well done, well cast. Everyone does a great job in it. But after then watching Vice, which even though I have the Blu-ray, I watched it on Amazon Prime because sure. it was right there. You didn't have to get up. Vice is a thousand times more enjoyable to watch. Because it's not... Again, neither film told me anything new because I was reading the news a lot sure. at that point. But if I had... Unfortunately. If I was watching... Like, one of the things I noticed most about watching W is I was most interested when Dreyfus was on screen. Because yeah. Dreyfus was a pretty good Cheney. Was Dreyfus... I was going to say, yeah. was Dreyfus Cheney? He, he was good. Yeah. And it always seemed like he was the one that was the most interesting thing on the screen. Because you never knew what he was up to. Uh, Vice, you learn what he was up to. Yeah. And it uh, was as terrible as expected, but I liked how that was told. One of the great things, the well, the great thing about uh, Adam McKay's kind of shift in his focus uh, as far as what mo kind of movies he's making, uh, Oscar nominations will do that, will mm -hmm. get you to shift your focus in your career. Yep. Uh, he has settled into a niche of making things that are very inaccessible accessible yeah uh and that's kind of the point of mm. the big short is and they they explicitly say it uh at one point uh dicaprio's character says or uh sorry <laughs> dicaprio uh uh ryan gosling's character says is this boring you it's supposed to be mm -hmm. we want you bored mm -hmm. we don't want you to think about this shit yep. while we're robbing you blind that's the big mistake trump made yeah. If he had been a dull president, he could have gotten away with so much more evil shit. Well, if he had been Cheney, yeah. in other words. Oh, God. If Cheney had been in charge uh, the past four years, oh, my fucking God. It's so like, and, and that has kind of, that's, that's what his thing is now. Uh, hopefully, and I hope he keeps making movies like mm -hmm. this. Um, I mean, like we talked about last week, for me, the difference between Vice and The Big Short is there's no one to root for in Vice. It's not an enjoyable yeah. ride. Uh, even if you are of that political bent, which 
if you've listened to one episode of this podcast, you know that you and I are not. Uh, even if you are, it, it's, it, it makes me think, like, who is this movie for? Because if you are a, uh, a, a supporter of, of Cheney and his uh, well, stuff. Honestly, if you're a supporter of Cheney, you're probably going, what's a Blu-ray? <laughs> Honestly, but but like you would you would not enjoy this e- either yeah. because this is a this is a a takedown yeah. of of mm-hmm. Cheney. Um, it's not it's not celebrating Cheney, but it's also like there's no one in this to root for for someone like you and I. So yeah. like who does he who do he make this movie for? The spoiler: even the guy you kind of root for is dead. Yeah, <laughs> when you that was that for me was one of the most brilliant moments of that film. When you learn out that the guy who's been narrating it all along yep. is dead, and it's his heart that Cheney got. Friggin' Landry. I know, and he's just like, he doesn't even say I'm his donor. Right. You know, <laughs> or it's his, my heart. He just calls me by it's my his, new heart. Yeah, it's my new heart. Uh, which is right on course for Cheney. Yeah. Um, I also love the, min- the, the fake credit sequence in the middle. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, and Cheney never stepped foot in Washington again, and him and his wife are living happily, and you're, you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> well, it's the same thing he does at the end of The Big Short, yeah. except he does it at the end of The Big Short. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I thoroughly, I enjoyed Vice. Uh, Bale is just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, then, because I'm like, right now I'm of three minds when I'm watching movies. I'm either trying to watch a 90s film to write about. Yep. I'm either watching films I have, that are recent that I've missed, or classic films that I've never seen. Uh, so I watched the Jane Campion film, An Angel at My Table, from 1990, which set or, or two for me. So it was a 90s film I hadn't seen, and a classic. Uh, good film. It's about Australia's most famous writer, who I'd never heard of. Okay. Um, but Maybe it was not that the, famous, then, it's, right? cri- it's Criterion. It's well done. A very good movie. It takes place over three segments, so it's like... It's, this is a young the the writer is a young girl the writer as a teen the writer as a young woman. Um, then I followed up that class act with Kickboxer. <laughs> Jesus. Because I again we had the discussion where we couldn't fucking remember. And again this was yeah well this one was Tong Po that he fought. It was essentially Rocky Four. Yeah. His brother's a kickboxer. Yeah. Fights an un, this is the other part he kicks everyone's ass in America. So he's like I'm gonna go to Thailand and fight their kickboxers. And they get a fight with a guy that they haven't even watched a fight of yet. Yeah. And then, you know... I'm saying that. I don't fucking know. Uh, Van Damme is like, you can't fight him. I saw him kicking a fucking wall, and the wall was crumbling. <laughs> You're gonna die. But he doesn't die. He only gets paralyzed. Oh, his damn towel. He does. He throws in the towel, and he Tom Poe kicks it out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this was like three years after... Rocky Four, so they had obviously seen Rocky Four. So he then goes and trains with this mystical fucking mountain guy, you know, who doesn't train kickboxers anymore. No, Jesus. Why would um, But, you know, it's all... And then there's training montages, of mm. course. That's one where he does the split in the pulley system. Right. That's how he learns to do the splits, as his legs are fucking pulled apart. Right. Um, and then ends up, you know, defeating Tongpo, but that is the one with the broken glass. Yeah. Where they dip their hands in resin and then broken glass. Yeah. Yet neither of them really punch each other for most of the fight. It's like, I'm sorry, if we're fighting and I've dipped my hand in fucking glass, I'm just trying to cut you at every it's like, opportunity. It's like, what did we do that for? Because you're going to start, you're going to bleed out eventually. Yeah. If this fight goes on long enough, you're going to bleed. I don't even have to hit you that hard. Exactly. <laughs> I barely just have any to, contact. I barely have to connect with you and you're going to start bleeding. 
Um, then again, the return of the King that I watched while sleeping. Then we got into our films yesterday, which were just depressing as shit. Uh, first one, it's a new one. It made a lot of top of the year horror lists, though it wasn't a horror movie at all, but I loved it. It's called Swallow. It's about this young woman who is recently married, uh, living with Swallow's her... a cat. <laughs> she is living with her husband, um, who they got a new house that were donated by his very rich parents. Okay. Um, and she is very isolated there. Uh, she, she's, she, she, she was working like retail before she met her husband. So she's now a kept woman and doesn't really know what to do with herself. So she decides to just start swallowing things in the house. No, I like, thought you were, I thought you were setting up the, 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 the plot of mother. No, no. What? Although, this does never, this, this film is, this film never goes off the rails. It's very controlled. And I loved that. Um, she starts by swallowing marbles and thumbtacks and you start to see her her mental health is dissolving a little bit. I would think her physical health would be dissolving. Oh, also, bit. yes. Uh, but she also gets pregnant. That's how she gets found out. She's pregnant and they're doing the ultrasound and the, the technician is like, what is this? This kid is made of jacks. <laughs> That's one of the things. Is it really? She swallows a jack. Yes. <laughs> Batteries, um, figurines, um, an eyeglass screwdriver. Um, and the fam- the rich family obviously does not know how to Batteries? Fucking- Batteries. Does yeah. not know how to deal with this. So they hire, like, a guy to watch her at all times. Um, this film is one of the most beautifully shot films I've seen. It's gorgeous. Um, the set decorator should be nominated for an Oscar for this fucking thing. It's just a beautiful film. It's it's definitely more of a psychological drama than anything else, because you learn why she has some of her issues. Um, oddly enough, the father-in-law, played by Sledgehammer, which was kind of awesome. Sledgehammer? Remember the old TV show Sledgehammer? No. Do I? You should. It's about the cop that was way over the top with everything. Oh, uh, the football player? Was he a football player? No. Like the actor? No. It's not like, is it Fred Dreyer? No. Okay, pause while you figure, while you Son remember what Sledgehammer is, because you, you sledge- loved this show. I remember you loving this show. I think, sure. I think we watched it at my house a few times the days it came out. All right, I'll look. Hold on. Uh, so, yes, now I remember it, uh, and the Fred Dreyer one was um, Hunter. Yes. Both right around the same time. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, Hunter went on for seven seasons. Yeah. Jesus. Um, but, yeah, um, if you can catch Swallow somewhere, I bought it on Blu-ray. Sledgehammer is actually listed as a sitcom. Makes sense. And there were only two two seasons. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really, it's this film is not going to be for everyone, because honestly, not a lot happens. It's all just you watching her. Trying to eat shit she shouldn't be eating. Right. And how that affects her and how that affects the people around her. Um, but really, really good. Then I watched the one which it's probably going to be nominated for something for the Academy Awards. I just don't know what yet. Not a lot. It'll maybe get like a best original screenplay. Uh, Never, rarely, sometimes, always. It's a film about two rural Pennsylvania teens who take a bus to New York so one of the girls can get an abortion. Because in her hometown, the family planning, like, she asks if abortion is even an option, and they make her watch this fucking horrifying video about how you're killing babies. Um, So it's it's a hard watch, because it's it's all about the obstacles we put in the way for people to have this necessary medical procedure sometimes. Like, she has to take a bus to another fucking state, because she's a minor. 
Does it say what state she lives in? Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I is was going to say Ohio. Which is not surprising. Um, so her and her friend go to New York. The fr- they, when she had her sonogram at home, they told her she was 10 weeks pregnant. So she gets to this place in Pennsylvania, in New York, and they're like, well, actually, you're 18 weeks pregnant. Eek. And she's like, well, how could they mess it up? It's like, they probably messed it up on purpose. Right. Because they knew you'd still... That's still first trimester at 10 weeks, whereas 18 at second trimester. Um, so they're like, well, you can't, we don't perform that surgery here. So we'll get you set up with another place in the city tomorrow. And she's like, okay. So her and her friend have nowhere to go because, you know, they're, they're ill-prepared teens for this. Right. She ends up getting to the place and they're like, okay, well, we'll perform the surgery for you. But today you have to take the shot that'll dilate your cervix. And then you have to come back tomorrow for the actual surgery. <laughs> she's, she's have to fucking stay in New York another day. Right. And you're just like, the entire time you're like, what is going to happen to these fucking poor girls? Because they have nowhere to go. Even though at one place they're offered a place to stay for the night by one of the social workers and they're still like, no. Because they're teenagers. They don't trust people. Right. Uh, that's where the the movie gets its title from so many fucking questionnaires out there that you have. Like, these were on stuff that I had to do at the Shaw House where you... You ask them a horrifically awful question. Like, are you being abused? Yeah. Never, rarely, sometimes, or often. Or always, you know. Um, you you know as, like, I, I, I don't know how many times I had to ask kids that question about shit. That's like, are you being abused? Are you engaged in unsafe sex? All these, all these awful things that you know they're not going to give you an honest answer to. Right. But you still have to do it. Um... Even though you know by their reactions to the questions whether or not it happened, asking the questions is almost a rote formality at that point because you just know from right. talking to them. Um, but it really highlights awful fucking bureaucracy that we have to put this seventeen-year-old has to go through almost alone. I mean, she has luckily one friend that would go through this with her, um, and then you're left with that. When they're on their way back home, like, now what? Yeah. Because her life isn't any better. You know, she, she, this might be, this is, this might be the first time she has to do this, you know? Yeah. Not the last. Right. <laughs> um, so it's a bit of a downer. Uh, and after that downer, that's when we watched uh, Wade in the Water. <laughs> so things got better from there. So that, we watched three films where we were just like, <laughs> this was a rough week. Um, and then watched beginning of last night and then again this morning, uh, Peter Weir's Picnic at Hanging Rock on the Criterion Channel, which is about um, this uh, a school, a bunch of schoolgirls who in 1900 in Australia go on a picnic at Hanging Rock and f- some of them disappear and how it, people react from there. Um very atypical film for that type of film. Like, it's not about what you think it's about most of the time. But it's just gorgeous, gorgeously shot. Fucking every shot looks like a painting. Um, most of you would know Peter Weir from Master and Commander, Truman Show, uh, Dead Poets Society, um, Witness. Uh, but he had a fairly long career in Australia. He, he gave Mel Gibson, like, his first break in Gallipoli, mm-hmm. and also in The Year of Living Dangerously. So, 
he knew Matt. He 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 knew Mel before we all knew Mel as the raging racist that he is. Poor Santa Claus. Um. <laughs> Poor Santa Claus. Um, I've never seen Master and Commander. It's really good. It's one of those films that's so good, but it's long. Mm-hmm. But uh, starring uh, Paul Bettany from One Division. Uh, yeah. uh, it's based on a series of books that was like ten books long. It's one of those books that like every dad was reading at that time period. Like, okay. it's about ships yeah. and sea battles. Um, Who else reads books about submarines? <laughs> My dad. My dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Russell Russell Crowe. It was yep. a great film. Um, some hard hard scenes to watch in that. But it's one of those films that has to cost 150 million just to make. Right. And it's not going to make 500 million. Right. Because there's no superheroes in it. Um, so yeah, it may, it may, I think it, if well, I remember right, it made its budget it. back, but not enough for them to go, okay, let's go make nine more. <laughs> and it got nominated for stuff. Oh yeah. It got a ton of nominations. Peter Weir is one of those directors where almost everything he made for like a certain period got a, a nomination of some point. Yeah. Whether for the actors or the film. Some sort of acknowledgement. Yeah. Sometimes I do, it, it kind of reminded me of this uh, when you said earlier that, I can't remember which one you were talking about, that it would get nominated for something, you just couldn't decide what. Never. Yeah. Never I, rarely, sometimes often. I feel like that is the case a lot. Like, Oh, it's what they always throw at Spike Lee. Yeah, we got to like, nominate. Well, even beyond that, even beyond the, uh, give him a screenwriter. Yeah. Uh, it's it. I feel like the Academy does that, and it's one of the reasons I hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Award shows. Well, it's the films that, they don't know what to do with. Yeah. Well, throw, find oh, something. Char- Charlie Kaufman wrote something new. Yeah. Give it a screenplay. Nom. Find something. Aaron Sorkin. Okay, give it a, maybe a best picture and a screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's sometimes it just sometimes it just feels so manufactured that like the outcome doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it makes the outcome matter less. Or it's like, okay, we have to give someone from this film a win. Right. I think that'll happen with, like, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom this year. It probably... The Academy loves dead people. They do. But it's like, okay, that's the type of film where it's going to get a win. They're going to figure out where it's going to get the win. Yeah. And that happens a lot with the Academy, especially if a film's nominated for, like, six awards and it's not the clear front runner for any... Right. They'll be like, oh, give it to the supporting actor. Right. He was good. Or the supporting actress. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels, it just feels very mm-hmm. it, it manufactured. Uh, but whatever. Yeah. It's still a good, I still, on one hand, I hate that stuff. Uh, and the logical question that you would ask is then why the fuck do you talk about it so much? Because it's still a good barometer of what matters. to watch. Yeah, yeah it's it still, matters. it's still... It, it's still a good kind of guidepost. So like, these are the movies you should be watching. This is the year, actually, I think, by the time the Academy Award nominations come out, I think I will have seen most of the stuff that's going to be up. Have you seen Brooklyn yet? No. See, like that. I just think it's so funny that <laughs> but, all these ones that we bitched about yeah. uh, years in years past... like, But also because those weren't available until I know, about that's three, what I'm two saying. to three weeks after the Academy Awards. That's at which what point I'm you're saying. like, I don't care anymore. It's now April, and I want to see the... The blockbusters that are coming out. Every time I see that or Carol or uh, any number of other movies in the last five or six years that were like, oh, I would really like to watch this because yeah, 
you know, it's yeah. It's but then it season. doesn't go on to win anything. And then I never fucking watch yeah. it ever. Which is I'll why, never watch which is why movies. part of my watches this year, are, I'm going to try to catch up on some recent ones that I missed. Yeah. So maybe oh, I'll put maybe, them in a watch list. Maybe Brooklyn will get a watch this year. It's on something. Maybe I'll go on a Sersha Ronan kick. <laughs> I actually have a, a Sersha in uh, my Amazon list. I saw at the very end. The oh, I still have to watch from last year. Um, Little Women. <laughs> I think Robin might have watched that. Maybe. I'm almost positive she did. Actually, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, don't know, I won't watch it. Um, I didn't realize that that is considered a Christmas movie by a lot of people. Does it take place at Christmas? Little Women? Yeah. I think part of it does. That is... People People had Little Women on their huh. Christmas movie list, and a lot of people kind of said, is this really a Christmas movie? And the response was, maybe, maybe not, but I tend to watch it for some reason every Christmas. That makes sense. Or, yeah. I mean, that movie, that particular version has only been... What year was that? Two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Um... Hmm. Yeah. All right. So anyway, yeah. ne- oh, we didn't. I we, we were going to do it at the very beginning. We should. We should have. But what are we going to watch yeah. ne- for next? I week? say we're almost to two hours, and we haven't even discussed Wandavision. So let's set Wandavision I, for next week. I think that we need to. Have if watched, anything, three episodes are needed. Exactly, because a lot, which is odd, because that's what they sent out to reviewers was but three episodes. First two. First two was smart, though, because if the first one had only been the episode, yeah. it would have dropped viewers, I think. Well, and because it, w- it was interesting. We'll talk about that yeah. then for just real briefly. Uh, they sent the first three episodes to reviewers, and I watched the Dan Merle review, and he was he said the same thing you did about the fact that they released the first two episodes uh, the first week. Um. He said it's a good idea, having seen all three of these episodes now, or seeing the first three episodes, he said it was a very good idea for them to put the first two out immediately, and he said, and it was also very important to send the reviewers the third episode, Mm -hmm. because the third episode, still, you still don't know what's going on, but it has moved ahead to the 60s version. Yeah. And color. You're starting to see a little bit more of what's going on. Some more cracks. The cracks, yeah. Uh... So, yeah, I think it would be a good idea and to wait until we've seen at least the first three. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as a movie for next week... I saw one on your Amazon list that I would be excited to. Uh, because, um, again, this also goes along with Academy Award nomination movies. One Night in Miami comes out. Okay. Or is out. It came out Friday. Yeah. Uh, the new Regina King film directed about... Sam, Sam Cook, Martin, not Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Jim Brown, all at in Miami on the same night. What I didn't realize is that it is a fictionalized event of what may have happened, yes. which is more interesting to me. Yes, because what's what truly happened is those guys probably met up and go, "Hey, I like that was a great fight. Hey, yep. I like your music. Okay." Later. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. I doubt <laughs> they really stopped. I mean, I can see Muhammad Ali talking about like racial issues. Yeah. As well as Malcolm. And I, not that Jim Brown wasn't motivated by that because he very much was. Still is. And same with, same with Sam Cooke. But I can't in real life imagine them all sitting down for a two hour conversation type of thing. Right. We'll see. So uh, 
neither of us having seen the movie yet, mm-hmm. obviously. But uh, and if, is it based on a play? I feel like it's based on a play. Oh, I don't know. I just, it, I just, it has that type of feel. Like this is this was a play. I just read that it was a that it's not uh, meant to be, mm-hmm. uh, a, you know, a a, a a scripted documentary. It's not. It's it's a fictionalized uh, version of what could have based on the stage play. Yeah. One night, there but, we go. but it was the, the guy who wrote the stage play wrote the screenplay, Ken yeah. Powers. So I also love that this is written by a black man, directed by a black woman, starring black actors. Yes. Uh, and now, has she directed before? I think she directed one other thing. Um, I love her because everything she's in is fucking quality. Uh, she was the best part of fucking Watchmen. Um, that old uh, show, uh, Southland. Yeah. She was amazing on that. Uh, she's actually directed numerous things. Uh, she directed a TV movie, The Finest, which is about five African-American sisters, all officers in the NYPD. Um, and then she's directed episodes of stuff. She directed yeah. Insecure, Good Doctor, Shameless, This Is Us. Animal Kingdom, The Catch, Scandal. Big Bang Theory. Two episodes of Scandal. Um, she directed a documentary called Story of a Village. So she's done, she's done her work behind the camera. Oh, sure. Uh, but yeah, she's, she's just one of those actresses when I see her in something, I know, other than the Big Bang, quali- Big Bang Theory, this is, <laughs> this is some quality. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this. I've been waiting for, this is what I've been waiting for it to come out. Yeah, because this one, this one came out Friday, so, uh. Yeah, so it's it's only been out for two days. Um, I think also in in at some point this week, I'm we're gonna watch the lockdown movie. Yeah, um, probably with that as well. That'll probably happen if not tonight. Uh, that'll because Robin will definitely watch that. She may, I think she'll probably watch the Miami one too because it's Leslie Odom that is playing Sam Cooke. Yeah. Um. So. We, there was actually quite a few uh, Hamilton adjacent uh, movies because I was I watched the trailer to the the movie that you liked that had David Diggs in it, uh, Blind Spotting. Yes, uh, but it's not on anything. I mean, I, I know that's one of those ones I meant to pick up at Redbox when it was yeah. on sale for like three ninety nine, but when it finally was on sale for a cheap price, it wasn't anywhere nearby. Yeah, as well, I was like, oh, if you go to Lincoln, you can pick it up in that Redbox, and, and I was like, no, I don't think I will be going to Lincoln. Because then, by that point, you might as well just order it. Yeah. Uh, and we also we started watching his Let me dark see if materials it's on Bull Moose, at Bull Moose anywhere. Uh, so I have to pick up my mother in Waterville on Friday. So <laughs> I got to pick up my mother at Bull Moose. Um, I always go to Bull Moose before picking up my mother. <laughs> there's uh, we started watching his dark materials, which uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is in, and then uh, oh, the other thing. It, it's actually in stock in Bangor right now. There you go. Used, I used Blu-ray no less for cheap. Yeah, yeah. I'll be picking that up, and I'll be picking that up this week. Cool. So we'll probably watch both of those. And it comes with a digital code. So uh, if the digital code hasn't been used, I will send it to you. Cool. Then I'll watch it. Um, so yeah, between that, uh, the Miami movie, the Dark Materials. Now we got to find something 
Oh, and this George week. Washington is on that 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 CBS show with the about the jury guy. Oh, bull. Yeah, I will never watch that show. Uh, this week, my post on uh, HBOtofFrontRow.com will be about Pretty Woman, so I think you'll oh, be interested cool. in that. It will be all about toxic masculinity as it reflects in Pretty Woman. All right, Jason Alexander. <laughs> What was his name in that? Stucky Lewis? Something terrible. Something yeah. Stucky. Was it I, know, I gotta rewatch no, it. I'm gonna rewatch it again between Mr. now and then. Lewis. So I will have seen it more in the past like two weeks and I will have my previous life. Huh. Alright. Very good. So we'll watch uh, some of those things and we'll get back to you next week or something. Yeah. Alright, bye.